0: Hello and welcome to the film angle. I'm Alex and I'm Chris. And today we are going to be reviewing a few films. But I must say, it has been rather hot recently. How have you been dealing with the heat, Chris?
1: Uh, I've been barely surviving. I think half of my body weight is still attached to the sofa.
0: Yeah, had to melt it myself. <laughs> peel yourself off a few times for sure. Just like it's been, it's been mad hot. And obviously, like this is coming out a week after the the heat wave where it hit. 40 degrees in some places, but I don't know how you found it, but I, I struggled to find the motivation to just, just watch anything at times. It's, It's mad how much the, uh, the weather kind of dictates your watching habits or just completely shatters them. Oh,
1: yeah, you know, I start off the day with such energy and then you come back from work. I've got like a 45, 50 minute drive home and my air con in my work and my car is basically useless. So you're just sweating the whole way home. The time you get through that front door. Most days watching a movie is my idea of heaven. Um, mm. It's been my idea of hell for the last week. So it's been a, a bit of a game changer for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think as well. Uh, I don't know if you would say the same thing, but like Thor: Love and Thunder has kind of just landed in the cinemas, and nobody kind of wants to release around it. So, unless you really want to go see Minions: Rise of Gru, there's there's not much else going on right now. And I know I keep saying I'm going to see Elvis, but uh, I I do really need to see Elvis.
1: <laughs> no, you're you're no, you're completely right actually because. Barring Minions, The Rise of Gru, I think I've seen everything that the multiplex has to offer at the minute, so I'd only be going back for a rewatch, so there's nothing for me to actually go see at the minute. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, I think all this is definitely worth your time, though, man. I mean, if you can still catch it on the big screen, definitely do, because I think it warrants it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to see if I can carve some time out this weekend, maybe. I'll see how it goes, I'll see how it goes, but... I'm a busy man. I'm a busy not, man. I'm not going to say... Not,
1: not looking likely. When, Alec, when Alex says, oh, I might do that, you know
0: he's not going to do that. Oh, wow. That's so <laughs> rude. I might just have to prove you wrong uh, just for that now. So.
1: <laughs> prove, prove me wrong, please. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're a little bit light on new releases. So you know we have managed to go back and watch some things that have... Uh, being big over the last year that we didn't manage to catch up on, right? Um, yeah. Actually, no, we that's that's telling a lie. We did catch up on one new movie, and probably
0: the wrong the wrong movie if uh, if that's the right thing to say. Well, we we were messaging, and we were like, it's always more interesting when we when we have watched the same films. So let's let's at least try like what what could we watch this week that's relatively topical. Um, and yeah. you you suggested Persuasion. Um, the adaptation of, of Jane Austen's novel of the same name. I don't name. know, topical is,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah topical and a 19th century novel.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, topical in the way that it, it's just landed on Netflix. Uh, you know, a, yeah, another yeah. another kind of Netflix uh, original doing its thing. Um, and we're both big fans of Dakota Johnson, and we kind of would watch anything that she would be in, because, you
1: know, yeah.
0: fans of her movies. And I was, I was like at first, I was like, oh, man, a period drama." But then I, I, got to kick myself sometimes and be like, "Period dramas are good." One of my favorite films is a period drama. I love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I think it's one of the best films ever made. And that, and technically, that's a, yeah. that's a period drama. So maybe it's just Jane Austen stuff. What, whatever dramas. period dramas have you seen? Uh, Lady Macbeth was very good with, um, with Florence Pugh. With yeah, Florence give Pugh. me that. was Which actually.
1: Has um, which shares an actor with this movie.
0: That being said, I'm only about to list off maybe because they're memorable, like good ones, like uh, David Copperfield. So you haven't seen like I-
1: David Copperfield, yeah, yeah, which is a bit more like has a modern twist sensibility, like this version of Persuasion does. Yeah. Um, but like you haven't seen any of those, like you haven't seen Anne Lee's Sense and Sensibility. Have you managed to ever catch up with that, or or um, the Keira Knightley Pride and Prejudice? They're they're great movies.
0: No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm sure I've seen some bad ones, which is why I've been like, "Ah, oh, I don't really want to watch a period drama. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm just, maybe I'm just being very narrow minded.
1: Uh, I think ones, that's but... kind of the reason why I said to pick Persuasion, because secretly, I just really like giving you a really hard time. And uh, I know maybe it's not, I thought maybe like, this is the last genre he will want to watch. Let's make him watch a period drama.
0: Well, like you said, I liked Dakota Johnson. I was in interested to see uh, what 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 she what she had to do in this. But um, yeah, I would you say it was a good recommendation in the end, Chris? Or did you uh, or do you regret your decision? Hey, hey, rec- <laughs> recommendation? It, you can't say recommendation. <laughs> it was your, it, uh, you, uh, you that's, recommended that's... <laughs> we watch this film. Okay,
1: <laughs> you can you cannot you cannot tar me with the same brush as like, to say I recommended it. Um, we both went into together i think i knew that the reactions were pretty mixed i think that's kind of initially what actually interested me um about this project uh, this version of persuasion because i heard there were choices made and i'm thinking like in my head what can you really do wrong with a period drama you know especially one so well written as jane austen's you know the framework is already there for you to to um it's already been established so you just got to make it look good but i think it was the it was the mixture of styles going for that fleabag sensibility i know everybody's saying that it's like fleabag but it really really is um but it just it doesn't seem to fit here and i think it feels it feels forced and you're trying to make humor and sensationalization out of scenarios that aren't really actually that interesting
0: no no i think that's really that's it i i think it's unfair to tarnish the Fleabag nature of this show with Fleabag, because Fleabag does it so well. Oh. And all this show Fleabag's does. Fleabag's a masterpiece. She just, she just turns and narrates to the screen. You don't see her react to things so much looking yes. at the screen. Yeah. And they do drop it a little. Like The first act is very heavy with I'm looking at the screen and I'm narrating to you what's happening. Like, a lot of exposition at the start. I feel like they drop it near the end a little bit. Like, it's they, they rely on it less. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. saw a lot of Letterboxd being reviews being like, I blame Phoebe Waller-Bridge for this. Even though she obviously had no... Oh, um, no, that's ridiculous. No, no. But I just think, like, man, she did it so well. You just, But I guess maybe it's the... the Popularity of that method from Fleabag,
1: and also, and also, it's not. She's not the first person to ever do it. It has been an no. established um, form of Deadpool. subgenre for 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 a long time. Yeah, I was dead. But that was Ryan Gosling, no, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I've already got. I got Barbie on the brain. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no really. no she's not the first person to do it i, I think people who just get so it's just the internet isn't it people get so passionate over things that should you know we spend your energy on something a little bit more useful <laughs> i usually tend yeah. to think but um yeah no i think dakota johnson does a really good job of really trying i think she is the centerpiece that really does hold it together and uh, you know I, I say hold it together very um <laughs> is a very loose term um, she does her best here and uh, I think it's just, it's strained with the material. Um, it's yeah. hard because I I haven't read Persuasion myself. I know the Austenites um, are really big fans of the book and it's it's Jane Austen's last book before she passed away. I think it was okay. published six months uh, after her death. And um, it people say it has a bit more of a melancholy tone to it. It's a little bit more thoughtful than her previous work, was a little bit lighter. And so to have a lighter touch like this movie has on it seems to mm. be at odds with what the material is. And I think a lot of people feel alienated and betrayed by, you know, it's not a true representation of the, of that book. And why, why are we uh, sort of diluting something that actually has really good depth in it and turning it yeah. into something that's
0: just kind of afternoon Sunday fair? Yeah, I can see that because when you actually think about what the themes are, there's a lot of uh, like class, Kind of differences, mm. uh, lost loves, uh, reconciling. Yeah, time, time's a healer and all that sort of time's stuff. Time's a healer, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like, there's some heavy stuff, and and I think they do attempt to try take it down a semi-heavy route. But yeah, you're right, it's a bit too light at times. Um, I also found, like, first of all, Dakota Johnson is really good in this, but she has a face that looks like she knows what emails are. Like, she just... <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. She, she, she looks like she, like she owns a time an iPhone. <laughs> Okay. yeah
1: I, I know i know what you mean yeah her face is too modern. <laughs> and i think we're so used to you know if you've seen a lot of her movies you're so used to hearing her own just american accent 100 of the time and so whenever you know as as being a, a british person ourselves you know when you're you're listening for for the accent to come out and it does sometimes yeah. crack through doesn't it you don't it doesn't always come across as authentic but you know, maybe that wouldn't affect the average viewer. I thought fundamentally it was a lot of the other characters were probably miscast. Cosmo Jarvis, I don't feel um, that really. Good in he's Cosmo a really Jarvis. good actor.
0: He's like he's been in some. Really, he he like, was in Lady Macbeth, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Lady Macbeth. There was a, another UK film that came out within the last year. Oh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was really good, and he played like a a gang member. Oh, what was that called? But I just found like his chemistry with um yeah Dakota johnson they j- it just wasn't there i was never rooting for the two of them to hook back up as the film kind of wanted to be uh the the uk film the british film he was in by the way was called calm with horses and that is that's a okay. that's a really I haven't seen really that. interesting film uh so so worth checking out he's he's really good in that i think you can get it on netflix and i don't think it's too long either it's like a short little British crime film, but uh, very well done.
1: Yeah, and also the I think it's the side characters as well. They all seem it's all very quaint and very funny, and she has like she has in laws that do little quirky things and have little relationships. But it's all we've seen this before in this genre, and we again we're trying to make these uninteresting situations like as if we've never seen them before, but we have, and what ends up being just a very sort of sleepy experience. Um, we, you know, put a stately home in the background and some nicely lit greenery in the background and you're supposed to have a good movie, but that's just not good enough here. I feel like, the, mater- the like I said, the source material was just kind of left in the background to the point, I, 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 I like I said in my letterbox review, I felt like you could leave the movie for about 30 minutes without pausing it, come back, and you're probably exactly where you left off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. Uh, I watched this like, the you know on a Sunday as as it was as we were venturing into the heat wave at the very start, and I was <laughs> I was really struggling by the end of the film. Just eyes were kind of heavy, and nothing was kind of gripping me, keeping me, keeping me locked onto the film. You know, so yeah, bit of a bit of a mess. Oh by dear, Netflix. it's a bit poopy poopy poop it's a bit of a poopy poop (laughs) which is is a shame because obviously there's some talented people involved um of course there is so but yeah bit of a bit of a myth for i don't know what went what went wrong here but nothing nothing interesting enough to keep me entertained so chris if you were to just off the spot now recommend me period dramas which you know can can take me out of this slump where i've just seen one of the worst ones uh what 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 kind of period drama film should i be watching right now i i think um sense and sensibility
1: is uh, is a fantastic film from ang lee and still one of his strongest with um with Emma thompson Alan i recommend Hugh grant um, Kate Winslet. You know, it's a, that cast alone is is really worth watching, and the dynamics at play there, um, especially a Rickman who plays this this man. He's sort of fallen in love with Kate Winslet's character, and it's a real unrequited love going on there. And Rickman holds that so so beautifully. He's able to play that really really well as sort of a a sort of um like a scorned gargoyle of a man who's, who's being ousted by, by Hugh Grant's uh, version. he's a, She's a lot more infatuated with him. And we as viewers, you know, it, it's a classic thing with Pride and Prejudice too, where we want the main female protagonist to go with the man we want her to, to go with. And we know that's right for her, but uh, she has to go through some frogs or maybe some men who aren't really meant for them on the way. So that it's a very powerful film. I would also really recommend. Uh, have you ever heard of Far from the Madding Crowd?
0: Yep, heard of it, not seen it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a Thomas Hardy novel, but um there's a really good film adaptation that starred Carrie Mulligan, who I know you're a big fan of. Yeah yeah. Um yeah no that was a really really handsomely made movie. Um Michael Sheen also plays opposite her and it has a little has a bit more of a dangerous um rugged nature to that to that movie which is more in keeping with Thomas Hardy sort of movies um yeah fantastic the adaptation of Jane Eyre um that starred Michael Fassbender and Mia Wasikowska is really strong as well has a bit more of a gothic feel um which you tend to get with Bronte um novels so yeah those are a few recommendations I can throw off the top of my head it's definitely a genre I wouldn't get turned off by this movie because I really do love period dramas and I do think there's a way to make them beautiful I think we we watched Little Women, Little Women twenty nineteen. Oh was, yeah, Little Women was, a, was a, excellent. Was a stunning movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. We,
1: how can we forget about that? Um, yeah, so you can do it right, and that had a little bit of a modern edge to it as
0: well. Yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did. And Florence Pugh again.
1: Oh uh, yeah, it seems like she's got she's got a streak at the minute. Definitely. Well, maybe not Black Widow. I haven't seen Black Widow. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she's the best
0: thing about Black Widow. So.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Well we've got loads more coming from her anyway. So do- Hollywood's double down on her. Uh, oh, we kinda early days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even from Lady Macbeth days, like you and I were saying, like this this actress is gonna go a long way and so she has, so yeah. Um so yeah, there's 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 plenty to enjoy from the genre. I just think this one was a little bit of a bummer and a bit of a bit of a downslope but uh don't let that turn you off right because i'm a little bit on a bummer from talking about persuasion watching that movie was a bummer talking about that movie's a bummer so lift my spirits alex i heard you've been watching michael bay's newest movie which is the opposite to quaint and quiet isn't it it's probably
0: <laughs> if it's michael bay right absolutely absolutely though maybe uh slightly tame for a michael bay film um real what is that well it's a hundred explosions as opposed to three thousand? It's just maybe a little bit more focus, but yeah, there's definitely some explosions, but yeah, there's <laughs> I I think you could probably count the amount of explosions on, on two hands. Um, uh, on two octopuses, yeah. On two octopuses? Yeah, no, that's that's more of a Transformers film, which this is not, uh, but it's, it's very interesting, and he's got a good cast to balance it out, so basically uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is a kind of car thief bit of a gangster mobster dude definitely involved in the criminal world and is about to pull off a heist on a bank uh which has all been planned out ready to go um and he just needs his his brother to help him out who's played by Yahya Abdul Mateen II uh one of the coolest names in the business who is and he's um, getting
1: a lot of work now too
0: oh he's so good man he's so good like yeah Aquaman he's good we like Aquaman and then but um but <laughs> yeah. like seeing him in Watchmen uh I'm trying to think what else now uh, he was in Us Trial of Chicago 7 Matrix yeah. obviously how could I Candy forget Man. The, the latest Matrix Candyman yeah he's he's yeah. brilliant um another kind of rising star uh so he's like a a, a veteran who needs money to help pay for his wife's medical bills. So he kind of turns up on the day. It's a bit weird. He like turns up on the day and he's like, oh, you help me out. And Jake Gyllenhaal's like, I'm about to do this heist when you come help me. Um, Anyway, (laughs) for a a bunch of different reasons, the heist doesn't go as planned. And uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II shoots a policeman, um, which is kind of to protect his brother. But, you know, you kill a policeman you get a life sentence. So basically, the the idea is we need to keep this guy alive and escape. They they hijack yep. an ambulance, which the policeman's in, and therefore they have to kind of get away from the police. Keep keep the uh, the policeman alive. There's a paramedic on board, and she uh, is basically a hostage and has to has been tasked with keeping the the policeman alive as well. And it's just. Mm-hmm. From about you 20-30 know, minutes into the film, it's just one massive chase movie with the police after the ambulance and having to deal with all the kind of like, how far can we go and trying to stop them because the policeman's on board. If the policeman dies, can we just go all guns out and kill these guys? And then obviously Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya Abdul-Mateen II have to figure out how do we get away from this and you know not get a life sentence at least. Uh, for what we've done. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's it's actually very entertaining. It's, it's ridiculously stupid at, at points, which you expect from Michael Bay. I mean, that's like, to be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got a whole lot more focus, and, and it's def, and it's quite interesting. I, I've heard are, from a lot of people that it's pretty solid. Yeah, once you get around the rules and of the world of it being a bit ridiculous, you kind of like, I'm entertained. I'm thrilled right now. I want to see how they're going to get away with this, if they're going to get uh-huh. away with this. And uh, yeah, you're kind of very invested with everything that's going on, Um, brings in oddball side characters every now and then, as Michael Bay does. Um, And whoever decided to match Michael Bay with drone photography or cinematography is is an absolute genius, because (laughs) some of the drone shots are incredible. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of just kind of like spinning down a building. And then just cutting away, which which gets a little bit annoying. You kind of like want them to have a little bit more confidence in the drones at points. But when they do in some of the bigger set pieces, absolutely stunning. Looks brilliant. So yeah, if you want a fun time on a Friday night, Saturday night, sit down, a couple of beers, watch Ambulance. Uh, You might not come away thinking it's the best film ever made, but you will come away feeling pretty entertained, I think. Is it like on the level of like a high night
1: movie? Like it's so idiotic that like it's kind of fun, or is it kind of teeter the line of being both really competent and really well made movie as well as stupid, or is there? Well,
0: where does it sort of lie in between that sort of uh, vein? I I I think like you said, it 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 walks the line. Uh, there are moment, there are a few moments in it where I was just laughing at at like oh you've that is so stupid the choice is yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that is that is so stupid what what, like (laughs) what do you want us how are you making us suspend our disbelief for this and then but yeah there are other moments where you're like oh how are they going to get out of this one um so yeah it's it's not so bad it's funny but it's not so good that it's a mass piece either if that makes sense yeah because
1: I'm just like looking at random clips here, and you know, it does look really well shot, and some of the editing looks really fun. It looks really manic. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it could be a lot of fun. Um, I think, yeah, there is room for a good Michael Bay movie. I mean, I've never really been a big fan of his. Um, I don't really think there's actually a movie of his I've seen yet that really has, you know, enchanted me or really, you know, I've really enjoyed. So, Ambulance might be the first. So, I, I might give that a little check out.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of... I can't think of a Michael Bay film I enjoyed. Maybe the first Transformers yeah, I'm thinking like, Um
1: Yeah, the first Transformers isn't too bad. Yeah, the rest of them, obviously, especially Revenge of the Fallen, was really hard work. Thanks very much for sharing that, Alex. Um, I think I'll take time to check it out. It's been on my watch list, and um, yeah, I, I really want to be persuaded. I think there is definitely a fun Michael Bay movie to be made, so if anyone's going to be the one, it's going to be Ambulance, so I'll definitely check that out. Um, a film uh, that switch tones a little bit here again because this was one movie that we both caught up with as well as Persuasion. Um, uh, we're talking about Flea, which was a really big Oscar contender this year for um, both both for animated film and for best documentary. And it was we were really excited whenever that dropped onto Disney Plus. So we were both talking, and you know, we thought no better time than now to catch up on this uh, pretty interesting film, right?
0: Yeah, and it dropped with, like, no fanfare, which I'm surprised at for an Oscar-nominated film on Disney+. Oh, yeah, I had to
1: surf free it, yeah.
0: Yeah, it wasn't even on their main screen. I remember just heading on there, looking through uh, Disney Star, as it is over here, uh, which is the kind yes. of more adult version, which I guess maybe is, like, parts of Hulu in the States. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I, and then, yeah, it popped it's up really, on the recently yeah. added. And I was like, well, come on. I, I wanted to see this film, so... Yeah, I let you know, and we we both be able to watch.
1: Yeah, full credit to you. You let me know about that. I was really excited to catch up on it. Um, yeah, it's a very it's a very powerful, moving story. Um, obviously, the the names of the um, the characters are are changed um, in, for you know for reasons of respect um, for the real people, and the animated style is. Used as a sort of a tableau, and a sort of a very unique style to tell a very bleak story, in a, in a, in a, in a way that's sort of like it almost reminds me of a, an Iso T- Takahata movie, something like the Princess Kaguya, or I I thought it reminded me of like
0: children's books, like that's a very good way of putting it. Very kind of, um, like slightly minimalist. It reminded me of like old mm. old children's books that maybe we grew up with. Um, that kind of style of art where it's not, uh, where it's going for something real but not being s- mm. super detailed about it. And there's obviously a stylized element to that as well. Not like the other yeah. film that, that kind of came out this year that's very much a, uh, you know, it's not a documentary but kind of feels in that way was Apollo 10 and a half. Um, and it's not that. Yes. Style. Yeah. Apollo 10 and a half was very cartoony and very obviously rotoscoped and bright and colorful. But then again, it's, it was a a lighter story, <laughs> should we say, than flee Oh, yeah, 100%. And yeah, it felt very
1: tasteful to choose the style to tell such a, um, a hard pressing story to sort of give the audience a bit of a distance from it. Um, yeah. I feel was. And then, obviously, intermittently, would come back with real footage, um, archive footage from around the time period to kind of bring it back home again. So it was a real, just the right amount of detachment and involvement, just to so sort you can really emotionally get involved here. And yeah, I I thought that was very powerful. Uh, many shades and colors. It was it was it was a beautiful way to tell the story. Mm,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. Um it's interesting because it, it takes on many different forms. Obviously the, the refugee story that uh, one that is maybe somewhat similar to things we've seen on the news previously, but then also the, the, the kind of coming of age as a teenager during that time, the, um, yeah the, the element of, of coming out as, as a gay man and how that affects um, kind of his life as well or, and, and also the kind of secrets it's very much apparent near the the latter half of the film that this is the first time he's told the whole story um and and all the facts that go with it because of the lies that he's had to tell to get to different places uh whilst being trafficked essentially obviously he's he's on the run from a from a war-ridden afghanistan but then where he goes from there is kind of the the difficult place and kind of reconnecting with his family and how they figure that all out it's really really powerful and obviously like you said those real the the snippets of real footage snap you out of any idea that that the animation had that kind of because the animation draws you into this idea that it's like oh a really nice animated film and it's kind of like dreamlike in a way um very like fuzzy and hazy as you're going mm-hmm. through memories and stuff like that and then the real footage snaps you out and goes yes. oh yeah oh yeah it's a, it's a it's a documentary this guy is real his story is real and mm-hmm. bloody hell <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> just like the the fact that he had to go through so much and and kind of yeah is is and mad it, and, and it's like back in the 80s but it kind of mm-hmm. very much and yeah, and the nineties as well. Still, yeah. very raw um, story for today's refugees.
1: Oh yeah, because it's something we are seeing still every day. It's 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 nothing new. I mean, yeah, especially in in the Middle East and Afghanistan today. There's still all these terrible things happening, I and mean, human trafficking is is something we see on the news on a daily occurrence. So it's and it's really when you're really faced with it, in in this movie on a really human level, it, it really. Um, it's hard to sort of veer away and you, you feel so helpless when you're watching it on screen. There are some horrible accounts of human ex- exploitation in this um, from police um, exploiting members of public for money um, there, you know, from the traffickers themselves who are being paid, but putting these people in ridiculous situations. I mean, there's one point in the movie where they're tracking through um, the forest in the middle of the night, to find this little tiny boat that they finally get to at the end of their journey that they have to travel from across the Baltic Sea to get to Sweden, which is a two-day journey. And the boat starts leaking in and everyone's huddled in and the bottom of this boat pitch black. It's it's a horrible, horrible experience. It made me feel physically almost sick to my stomach to even listen and to hear the noises of, of, of that small little tin container getting crashed with the waves and the, and all these old, vulnerable and young little Children and everything—it's horrible. I mean, we're so—it really brings home how privileged we are and how removed we are. We can never, we can never know how, you know, how miserable an experience that can be. And to come out the other end of that as a fully formed, wonderful person telling a story like this is so admirable. And uh, that's what I really came out with uh, with this film.
0: Yeah, for me, um, obviously came out with a lot of the same emotions, but I also felt a kind of anger. That of course that that this film won't get the audience that needs it. Because obviously there's an element of you and I, Chris, are relatively empathetic human beings, and we can understand that people taking dangerous routes to get to certain countries, uh, escaping, you know, war and and death and all and all kinds of horrible things. Like these people these human beings Mm -hmm. are desperate and they are just like you and me and have all the same kind of feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and, and, and to an extent like childhoods and, and kind of interests and hobbies, all these kind of things which are showcased in the, in the start. Um, but yeah, you just think like, all right, it's good. It's on Disney plus, but you've released it with no fanfare. And at the end of the day, you need no. to show this to the people that don't see these people as human beings, they just see them as immigrants and they need to be sent back and they what are they doing over here and all this kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah, you're preaching to, to people you're... who aren't empathetic. And I was just kind of upset that, like, yeah, I like this film, but you are preaching to the choir here. And I guess I, you need to, maybe maybe it's my maybe it's our duty as people who've seen it to share it with people who need to see it i don't know but that's sometimes more difficult
1: no but you're completely right i mean it's hard to see it's hard it's hard to see any person no matter what side of the fence they are to be if they were to really spend the time to watch a movie like this and be faced with with such a a, a human story you know you have to put contextualize things do you think people would really would would risk going on little dinnies across oceans and seas, or or being stuck in containers for days and days and days without food or water, if if they weren't desperate? I mean, I mean, be be real here. I mean, if they're escaping that to risk their lives, then
0: you know, here are we to here are we to judge? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I was left, yeah, f- uh- left feeling a whole uh, flurry of emotions at the end of it, like sadness and. And happiness to oh. an extent that you know our main character had found some kind of life for himself, um, and and mm-hmm. kind of you know his come to terms with his sexuality and stuff.
1: Oh, of course, I was uh, exactly, and I and I really liked the little clever attempts in the movie at like sort of even though it's cart, you know, it's animated, it's there's attempts at realism here. You know, he, there's employing the use of like making a cartoon version of Amin, like adjust his position for the camera at one point. Like the director talks to him, and it's like we could have simply it being done in animation, but it really helps you like center you in. Oh, okay, this is a real a real story here. I really liked like those little touches, little flourishes, really heighten the emotional weight. Like as when Alan in, being interrogated by the immigration of, uh, officers, um, he is like depicted in like outline only in the animated style, like not fully a person. So gently reminding you like. How the immigrants, um, how the immigration officers don't really see I um, mean as an individual like we are. I thought that was really powerful.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a very powerful film and it's really well done. Like the animation is mm-hmm. such an interesting and unique concept because it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, this this probably would have worked as a as a just straight up uh documentary with some kind of archival footage, sure. Uh, probably would have worked or even a straight up dramatized movie or a dramatized movie. Um, Yeah. It could have worked as a podcast in the way that like the actual story itself is, is fascinating, but there's something about the animation that, that kind of just brings you, um, brings you closer to the character and, or not character brings you closer to the person and kind of really, really kind of helps you visualize his memories um and I uh, just sort of really you really unique way of kind of mixing animation with documentary and creating this kind of unique mm-hmm. film. Um hundred yeah, percent universal, it
1: universalizes it, doesn't
0: it? Yeah. yeah. Go and show it to watch it yourself and if you like it, go and show it to every all your mates and, and family and friends who need to see it. We haven't watched that much this week, Chris. And obviously the Can heat. you tell? The heat has played a massive part in that, I think. So we will say this might be one of the more shorter episodes of the film angle, but I think it's worth saying, if you're going to watch anything this weekend, uh, watch Flea and skip Persuasion, wouldn't you say? Persuasion, I mean, like, maybe show your grandmother,
1: and then she might be like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah, she would be like, what, what, what's a 10?
0: Oh, well, I'd never, tr- I'd never <laughs> yes. trust a 10, darling.
1: Why does she keep looking at the camera? <laughs> She's a terrible actress. Did
0: somebody just say daddy? <laughs> this is not the book I remember. I don't remember the line, daddy's broke.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe skip persuasion. It's not uh, top tier. Not top tier. But Flea, definitely. Um, yeah, we've got lots of things to catch up with. I'm planning to like, I've got my sister's wedding this weekend, but I don't care. I'm planning to squeeze in loads more to make up for it. I feel it's. You got to shout really out You got to shout her out. Shout out to my sister Becky. She is getting married this weekend Two. Uh, we to her get lovely too. fiance, to her lovely fiance <laughs> um, Lloyd. Who is yeah, they're both very deserving of each other, and I Thank wish it. them all the best. Happiness. Think- so I'm really looking forward to sending them off on the weekend.
0: There you go. And they should be married by the time everybody listens to this. Fingers crossed. So, you know, congrats. Congrats Ab- to the newlyweds. <laughs> Absolutely. If nothing goes disastrously wrong. Fingers
1: crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Lloyd might come to his senses. Oh. Shots yeah, fired. He might, he might not want to marry into a crazy family.
0: Shots fired indeed. <laughs>
1: shots fired to my... Family, um, yeah, so we're planning to come back with a vengeance next week, right, Alex? We're gonna have lots to talk about. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna shake things up and people will not know what hit them.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try watching a few more films. It's <laughs> a, a lot of pressure <laughs> if that's what you're saying, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so, uh, at the time of recording, we got The Grey Man coming out soon, um, action film directed by the Russo brothers. with chris evans and ryan gosling that's a that's a whole lot of hot yeah, i'm gonna cut. in that film you had me
1: at ryan gosling and russell brothers i am there for it
0: there you go so uh that would be interesting have you listened to quentin tarantino's podcast chris he's got a he's got a, he's entered the podcast game and i feel like as uh fellow podcasters we should maybe just give him a shout out give him a little little hand up uh, you know so, yeah yeah since he's we've been doing this for, for he a, needs help yeah we've been doing this for 22 episodes and he's just on his first so we'll just we'll just give his little podcast a shout out called the, the video archives but yeah i don't know if you've ever heard of quentin tarantino he 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 probably needs all the help he can get but uh the first episode of his podcast came out and introduced us to two, uh films that i'd never heard of um so i'm going to try catch up with those so Maybe we can maybe we can chat That's, a g-
1: <laughs> That's a good shout out, but like in all seriousness, he he has been like teasing that he's gonna be do he was gonna be doing like a podcast for some time. And I didn't know that it actually finally dropped. So thanks for reminding me because I will check up on that and uh, catch up with those movies that he's mentioned too. I mean, he doesn't want to hear Tarantino talk movies, so definitely exactly. there for that. But we should yeah, we should be promoting another podcast. <laughs> we well... should- ours needs all the help it can get. <laughs>
0: Well, Tarantino, if, uh, if if you're listening, you know because you you've been doing your research on on film podcasts and yes, and, yeah. and you somehow yeah. came across us, and you want to join us for a chat, then 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 feel free to do so. Yeah, he's he's signing a movie deal with us right now to
1: making out the film angle. Um, that's actually the working title for the minute. It's not that catchy, but we're working on it at the minute. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh. Shout out to boy. Say that, we
0: shouldn't say that though? You shouldn't say that because obviously he wants to announce his final film, which is called The Making of the Film Angle, um, at Venice oh, yes, later this <laughs> year, Well, now you've, now you've told everyone. Oh. oh, terrible bit. Terrible bit, terrible bit. Uh, but yeah, so that that's that's interesting. And I recently caught up with a film that's on movie called Happening. Um Which is very good. So Chris, you're going to catch up with that, and then we can discuss that a little bit next week. Uh, So yeah, so if you've got a movie subscription, very much worth watching. Um, Despite it being set in the 60s France, it's quite topical to today's kind of stuff going on, especially in the States.
1: I think everything is relevant to everything going on at the minute, isn't it? Everything that could possibly go wrong on on a planet is going on on our planet at the minute. I think where do we start? <laughs> People are wondering what you're actually referring to at the minute. <laughs> uh, so is it forest fires? Is it elections? Is yeah, it... no,
0: I feel like I was like teasing something special, but the film is about abortion. So you know, take that as 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 as. You oh will. yeah, that's going I'd... on too. Yeah, yeah. So um. If, if you're not in the mood for an abortion film, don't watch it, because... Who's in the mood? Never mind, cut that bit. <laughs> Nobody's ever in the mood for an abortion film. <laughs> but yeah, it is I mean, well you're, done.
1: You're, you're, your dad comes back from a big business meeting at six o'clock at night. He loosens his tie, and like, Dad, I want to show you this abortion movie, and it's in French! <laughs> is it <that> in the <laughs> 60s? <It's> like... <laughs> yeah! I'll get the hot chocolate away.
0: It's in letterbox format. What? I thought it was an academy ratio. Wait, which one's academy? Is the Square Academy or? Square is academy. Oh, sorry, it's an academy ratio. Is it? It's academy. <laughs> like, what was it of Oz. And I went to film school. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fuck all that did for you. <laughs> so much debt. Hey, it got you to where you are today president of the film angle. Anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. See yeah.
1: If, if you didn't go on that journey, you would not have maybe landed in Toys R Us. You would not have met me, and you wouldn't have sunk to my level, and you'd probably be ultimately in a higher place. Yeah, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's so, uh, that. Yeah, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> no, I'd much rather be doing and this podcast this with official. you than anything else, Chris. Sounds so good. If. Oh, thanks,
1: buddy. And if you managed to make it to the end of this episode, congratulations! You've just listened to the worst episode of
0: the film angle, um, ever. <laughs> I thought <laughs> we will try better next time. <laughs> I thought that was the card counter episode. Nobody seemed to want to watch that. One. Listen to it because a movie that doesn't exist to most people. I think there is that. There is that.
1: So yeah, that goes that that goes it for the worst episode of the film angle today. Whoa. Thank you, guys, very. For- <laughs> No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. this is definitely our worst episode, and I'm not afraid to say it on air. Um, so thank you guys very much for listening. You gotta be self-aware, or else they come at you, Alex. You gotta like cover your back in these things. Uh, I'd still give it a
0: solid <laughs> so thank three you guys. out of five. So it's better than persuasion, anyway. It's, so it's... um, yeah, thanks, guys. Listen to this episode over persuasion.
1: I'm trying to say goodbye I'm trying to end this catastrophe (laughs) so guys thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Film Angle Um, as always please feel free to follow us on Instagram Uh, we we are most active on as well as follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify anywhere you get your podcasts from but for now this has been The Film Angle and I am Chris
0: and I am Alex
1: bye bye